This episode has been brought to you by Lunia and Lago. Whether you're waking up at night or just calling it a night, Lunia is your daily reminder to find beauty in the everyday. Lunia's mission is to elevate rest ever since it was founded in 2014 by Los Angeles native Ashley Merrill. Known for pioneering washable silk and cashmere, they've expanded into other signature fabrics like organic Pima and cozy cotton silk. Everything Lunia makes is designed to tangibly improve rest with products as functional as they are beautiful, sleepwear with patented no-twist waistbands, strategic ventilation, stay-put sleeves, and state-of-the-art fabrics are just some of the rest-centric innovations that are at the foundation of the brand. I love the short robe. It's a robe reimagined. It's constructed of the most buttery fabric, organic Pima, and it feels super soft to the touch and it's cooling too. When I'm just looking for some time to wind down at night or if I don't have to get ready till after my workout, I live in this robe and it's a very flattering silhouette. So if I have to wear it out to a drop off, no one's ever going to know. Use my special code MOMSENSE20 to receive $20 off your first order of $100 or more at lunia.co. And it took a long time because a lot of people are just like, kids don't want to, they don't want to do this. They don't want to see this. They're not going to watch this. And I'm like, they're begging for someone to hear them. Like, I can promise you they are. Finally, when we were ready to pitch it to Netflix, they were just behind us 100%. And they wrote the check and said, go, like, go make the story. So during that process, we had tons of parents consulting, survivors of suicide consulting. We had kindness animals on there. Our talent had therapists. Like, it was a huge process to make it not medicinal. And so it's like, How can we create something that we're not talking down to the audience? We're talking with the audience and that they can understand. And then the reason why me and Selena did press together for it is because we wanted parents and kids to watch it together. So if they seen a mother and a daughter did it together, that maybe they will watch it together. This episode of That's Total Mom Sense is sponsored by Sambacall. Fall is upon us, and you know what that means. Cooler weather, layers, and of course, the kids heading back to school. Have you checked off all the items on your never-ending list? New clothes, notebooks, pencils, brand new backpack. The kids want it all. But have you thought about how to keep them healthy when they're heading back to school? That's where Sambacall comes in. My kids and I recently started taking Sambacall every day to help support our immune systems so we can can keep doing what we need to do. Sambacol is made from premium European black elderberries, which are natural sources of powerful antioxidants and key vitamins like A, C, and E. They help support a healthy immune system and help you power through your day. What's so great about Sambacol is that they have tons of different ways to get your daily helping of black elderberry, like syrups, gummies, chewable tablets, drink powders, capsules, and more. They have products made just for kids, too. My three kids love the Sambacol Black Elderberry Gummies. They love the flavor and remind me to give it to them when we're rushing out the door during drop-off. 
Make a healthy immune system part of your back to school strategy this year with Sambacol. My listeners can receive 15% off their next order of $9.99 or more at SambacolUSA.com by using my promo code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. That's 15% off your order of $9.99 or more at Sambacol, spelled S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-U-S-A.com. And remember, use code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. And here's a pro tip. Save the promo code and the website address in your notes app. I know you're busy, too busy to remember this promo code and sort through the episodes to find it. So it's MOMSENSE15 and the website is SambucolUSA.com. Hi there, it's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids, and of course, their mom sense and dad sense superpower. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chris Lynn. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan. Hi, this is Tony Leroy. Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. We are in a mental health crisis, and the pandemic has been the straw that broke the camel's back. According to Mental Health America, nearly one in five American adults have a mental health condition each year. 46% of Americans will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition sometime in their life, and half of those people will develop conditions by the age of 14. Today, I'm joined by a woman who understands the severity of the lack of mental health awareness and aims to change that for kids and adults. She is Mandy Teefee, co-founder and co-CEO of Wondermind, CEO of Kick to the Curb Productions, and mother to Selena Gomez. Drunk with passion and fueled by drive, Mandy is using Wondermind to change the narrative on how mental health is portrayed, much like the acclaimed Netflix series she produced, 13 Reasons Why. Mandy is a patron of women in film and is a member of the Producers Guild of America. Mandy's philanthropic endeavors include Alliance for Children's Rights, Mentoring Youth, and Mental Health Rights. She is a national organ donation reform advocate and has been working with bipartisan congressional leaders, including Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, Katie Porter, and Cori Bush, to address urgent radical justice issues to help more patients receive life-saving transplants. She's a proud mom to two daughters, Selena and Gracie. Mandy, welcome to That's Total Mom Sense. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Let's start with your childhood. I feel like it really allows us to understand who a person is. So tell us a bit about your life growing up. Well, I grew up in Grand Prairie, Texas. It wasn't very much of a glamorous place, but I never went without. I always had, you know, food on my table, but 
not a lot of luxuries. I uh, was adopted, so I don't really know my birth parents or like my medical history, which um, really comes into play later on with like my mental health diagnosis. So I got pregnant at a very young age. I was 15 and I was 16 when I had Selena. I was blessed because I had support from my my mother. She stayed home and babysat for a living. So I was still able to continue school and go to a conservatory after after high school and really kind of find my way into the entertainment space, which where Selena kind of got her her bug for it. So it was quite challenging not ever knowing my birth parents, but you know, and not understanding why I always felt different than my family. And it was never a secret that I was adopted. They never kept it from me for So as long as I knew, I, I remember, I knew I was adopted, but it definitely makes you kind of feel a little standing alone sometimes because there's not anyone who's really around you that thinks like you naturally or anything that you have like quite resemblance to, or it it did make me feel a little bit alone. Hmm. And do you have any advice for those who are adopted and now they're parents? Because I feel like all of those traumas or just your past in general comes Mm -hmm. into play when you're parenting your own kids. I always was thankful that I was given the opportunity to still be on this earth. And I was blessed by my um, parents that raised me. And I consider them my parents because they are the ones who actually came in and and it was from birth. So I didn't get put into the, the system at all, which I'm very thankful for. So I just try to look at it as being grateful and knowing that I'm here for a reason. Otherwise, you know, my destiny could have turned into something totally different and that I was blessed. So I need to pass on those blessings. So now as our society is amidst the overturning of the Roe v. Wade ruling, there are going to be a lot of young women who have their children to take care of, uh, their babies to take care of because abortion has been made illegal in their state. So for those young women who have to go through with the pregnancy and take care of their child, what advice do you have for them? I mean, many of them are going to be teen mom. When I became pregnant at a young age, abortion for me personally wasn't an option because I felt had I been aborted, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. But but that's not every, you know, and I had support and that's not everyone's situation. And, you know, I, I truly believe that women should have every right to their body and what they're going to do. And so how is the government going to step up and give, you know, devices or opportunities for these young girls to lean in because not all of them are going to even have support because also there's fathers involved. So now you have young fathers that are either going to stick around and try to do the right thing, or they're going to be scared and they have the chance to, to go somewhere else. You know, I'm not saying they all do, but at that young age, you really don't know your right from your left. So with me, I just chose to go ahead and move forward with my pregnancy because I was kind of in a bad place. Anyways, I I was, I, Selena saved my life completely and just made me take things 
into a different perspective. And I was, you know, honestly, I was just like, oh shit, I have someone that's going, going to be depending on me to take care of them. And I now have to guide their future while I'm figuring out mine. And it's not something that is for everyone. You know, it's just not realistic to expect everyone to be able to do what you do. So in that, that advice, I, the only thing I can say is just lean on the resources you can find, know that as hard as it gets, like you can get through it. It's so hard to advise that as a general statement. Yeah, because everyone's yeah, everyone's story is just different. You have to kind of put into perspective that someone brought me into this world. And if that same person took care of you and made those sacrifices for you, it was a life changing moment for them more than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and we need to acknowledge that. So, you know, how how had motherhood shaped who you became? The one thing I wanted was her to have more opportunity than what I was given. 16, I just kind of straightened up. I was always either suspended. I was drunk in PE. I just like, you know, I, if I, I was not like your, your A, A-list student. And then I ended up graduating with honors courses and prom queen, which really helps you. I only say really helps you when you're trying to get a scholarship. <laughs> so I just realized that I was no longer living for myself. And I used that as the motivation to not only better who I was, but also better her life and her future. So I just, any decision I was making, it's like, yeah, I worked a lot of hours and I think of how I used to do everything and I couldn't do like an inch of that. The things you can do when you're a teenager and in your early 20s, it's just at a certain age, like you can't, you can't match that. You know, we had our ups and downs and, you know, there was one time we were in an apartment and we only had one room. So that one room, she wanted to have the closet as her bedroom. So, you know, it's not like we, we grew up in uh, glory, but we, we grew up with a, a great relationship and understanding for each other. So how did, you know, she get into showbiz? Um, well, we were in Texas. I had my own production company where we did commercials and music videos. I initially thought I wanted to be an actor, but I hate being in front of a camera. So that wasn't going to work too well for me. <laughs> and um, one day I was doing like, I love theater, but you can't make money doing theater, especially in Dallas. Yeah. And she would come to rehearsals with me. And one day we were driving home and she goes, mom, it was really funny when you did this, but if you did this, it would be more funny. And I was like, oh shit, she's going to be an actor. She understood the comic timing. Yeah. She understood the comedic timing, like, uh, uh, cause her note was pretty spot on. Then she would come to set with me sometimes when I was like producing commercials. So she was around it, you know, not as much as she is around it now, but mm-hmm. I mean, not as much as like Gracie is exposed to it on a different level, but she was around it. And then Barney came on TV and she asked if she could audition and it was actually on her birthday. And I go, well, that's the day of your birthday party. So you're going to have to go stand in line and you might miss some of your birthday party. And she's like, I don't care. I want to go. And so we went and we stood in line and actually stood in line with Demi Lovato. That's where they met. 
then they both ended up getting called back for the project and became friends that way. But yeah, so that's how she started in there. She just wanted to go to an open call and then she got Disney at an open call as well. So now let's talk about mental health. How has that been something, you know, I guess starting from from your birth and given that you never met your birth parents, I feel like there's so many things that you had to deal with in addition to the trials of being a teenager and then taking care of a young child. Do you feel like in your situation, that was something that arose from circumstances that it was like, okay, I'm completely overwhelmed by what's going on in my life. Or is it something that's more genetic or a little bit of both? It's kind of, it is very timely because I feel after I had Selena that there was something, but it was a shift in my kind of my mind and not, not coming from a town or like a socially economic challenging environment where you're either just crazy or you're not. That was just kind of the mentality. So I didn't come from a background to where they would explain what anxiety would do to you or if you're having mind shifts or if anything's kind of going on. I did notice I started feeling differently. Like I would have some highs and I would have some lows and I didn't really start seeking therapy until I was about 20. It got to that point to where I was like, something's wrong. And so not knowing who to ask for advice, I went through many therapists, you know, through insurance plans and stuff. And they would like try to find some kind of symptom in anything. They're just like, oh, are you hallucinating? I was like, I saw a black butterfly the other day. They, well, you need this medication. I was like, or it was a black butterfly. Like, I don't know. And so I went through many, many, many diagnoses. And then I finally found a doctor who diagnosed me as bipolar. And they say actually pregnancy can trigger bipolar and especially young women. So then they put me on a bunch of different medication, went through that for a very long time. And then I finally got put on an anti-seizure medication that would help level out my serotonin and my levels. And that worked for a very long time. And, you know, I would have to kind of obviously kept up with talk therapy But then I started going into perimenopause, the anti-seizure medication started causing seizures. So I started having grand malls with my hormone change. So there became a point where I said, I need to go away. Like I need to go because just when you're living life, trying to take that time to go through several different doctors to figure it out. I just like, I need to go somewhere where I will take this seriously. Mm -hmm. And I went to a facility and they did all the testing on me and come to find out I have ADHD with trauma. So then I had to kind of relearn. I learned everything I could under the sun about bipolar. And so then I had to learn in my forties about ADHD and how my brain actually works. And it makes more sense. It's like, it's been a a lot better for me. So yeah, so the seizures have stopped and everything, but it's in, I think some people get afraid of that challenge of like constantly staying on top of your, your mental health, but it's, it's truly no different than your physical health. And it, and it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means you need a little assistance here or a little even understanding of how, how you think, you know, some people don't need medication. Some do. And I'm one that has to, and 
your body's always going to change. So it's just something you got to keep up with. Would you light my candle? I just love the musical Rent. And you know what else I love? Winding down by lighting my Brooklyn candle after a long day as I curl up with an inspiring book or journal in my notepad. My favorite scents are Santorini Escapist, which reminds me of my honeymoon to Greece, and Midnight Mojito, my favorite cocktail. Brooklyn Candle Studio was founded by Tamara Maine in 2013. The candles are handmade in Brooklyn and check a lot of boxes. 100% soy wax, plant-based, and sustainable, and free of toxins like phthalates, parabens, sulfates, petroleum, and dyes. All the vessels can be reused and repurposed, and the company limits the use of plastic with none during shipping. It's a luxury home fragrance at an accessible price point, with the majority of the products ranging from just $18 to $40. Use my code MOMSENSE20 to receive 20% off your first purchase. So after the entire family's asleep, go ahead and light a candle to transport yourself to Maui or Kyoto and indulge in other products like room mist, diffusers, and bath bars. Good night. Tell us the story behind Wondermind and when you had that aha moment. Yeah, well, when we did 13 Reasons Why, um, that one was a long haul and it kind of kind of split the community down the middle, but what it did do was brought awareness to a topic that no one really wanted to talk about. And it had to be talked about because we were unfortunately losing children at an insane rate. It's unnecessary and devastating. So, you know, anytime you want to talk about something that everybody would rather ignore, you're going to get a little pushback. But, you know, the suicide hotline awareness is more out there. It kind of went up a little bit. And then people kept coming, you know, to me and to Selena and to the other producers of like, how can we continue this? What can we do? And nothing ever really felt like organic for me. And so years went by and uh, we were doing an interview with Daniela Pearson, the one of our co-founders and co-CEO. And she has a an online a newsletter called The Newsette. She interviewed me and Selena and we were talking about, you know, mother and daughter with mental health. And it was one of, she just asked like the the greatest questions and they were very insightful and we were able to get into some stuff that we never got into and we felt really close at that moment so then after that me and Danielle kind of kept talking and because she wanted to start doing stuff in the mental health space because she just recently shared with us she had OCD and she had never shared that with anybody Mm -hmm. so we had like a really good moment and then so during um COVID, we, we just like continued conversation and like, we decided that what was missing an ecosystem. So there's tools out there, there's apps out there, there's devices, there's books, there's everything. So it's like, where could we make that as a hub? And there's like no better way of educating people than storytelling. So we just we decided to create Wondermine and it has three pillars. It has a media pillar, which does all the newsletters, social media campaigns. And then we have production that develops film and television and podcasts. And then we also wanted to create product. And what we mean by product is essentially tools that 
anyone can use, not someone who is just diagnosed with a mental health condition. And I think with COVID, it taught people that you can have anxiety, but it doesn't mean that you have an anxiety disorder. So what can you do out there if you don't have access to therapy? So we want to create the first like aisle at a store that is a mental fitness aisle instead of like wellness that slowly built up. So how can we continue off of that that and create mental fitness instead of just calling it mental health tools. So we're exploring the mental fitness space. Um, And you came up with the name when you're actually at the hospital. Yeah, I, uh, I had, I got pneumonia in February of that year and it never cleared up. And then a week before I was getting my vaccination, I got COVID and my fever broke. It was totally fine. And then my oxygen just dropped to 61. And so they took me to the hospital and I only had like 25% of my right lung. And so I was not doing very well, to say the least. And um, so they treated me for the pneumonia. And during that, you know, you think about a lot of things. And I was just kind of laying in, in bed and I was like, wonder mind we can wonder about our mind so i really think it was a medicinal induced pollution and the pollution yes a hallucination a medicinal induced hallucination (laughs) is how it came to me so and i was just like so wonder mind just it it just sounded great and it sounded like what we were trying to do because we have gone through so many names and you know if you think about it it's the mental health space thank goodness is exploding and everybody is like, so coming up with a unique name that kind of created the world we wanted to create, it just kind of fit. So, yeah. So um, when we sign up, you can actually get, you know, daily mental fitness guidance Mm -hmm. um, and candid conversations. It says, uh, so definitely check out the website, wondermind.com where we can get something in our inbox to steer us in the right direction every day. I think that's so important. Uh, what other resources are there for, let's say, kids and then adults? We're definitely going to be making announcements in the next three months. Each month, we're going to have more drops. So mm-hmm. we will have podcasts, another drop I can't announce yet, <laughs> but we will keep you posted. So different ways of us like telling stories and content that we're developing right now. So like we will be dropping things throughout the year. It was just our newsletter was the first thing to to drop. I want to bring it back to 13 Reasons Why. It was such a groundbreaking series and I loved it. I love watching teen almost like rom-coms. It just takes you back, you know? Yeah. I think I'm never going to grow out of that. I guess tell us about that production and why you thought it this series um, and this storyline is going to really change what we know about teens, how they operate, how they interact with each other, and why teen suicides have become so prevalent. Yeah, I. whenever I read the book, I knew right away because with Selena touring and doing music, she would get like lots of letters of fans saying that 
they wanted to die. It's such a reality that I don't think adults really want to clock into because it's, it's a, you don't want your kid to be the bully and B you don't want your kid to be the one being bullied. So it's just, we didn't have all the pressures that they have on them. And I could see that through Selena's fan base. So that's what encouraged us to really do. That was the relationship she had you know, with her fans and um, kind of being knowledgeable because she, you know, I'm raising her in a different world. So it's not like we were really connected. And and obviously, you know, celebrities get bullied and things get said to them online. So it's not like they're immune to it, but that's what really inspired us to do this. And, and it took a long time because a lot of people are just like, kids don't want to, they don't want to do this. They don't want to see this. They're not going to watch this. And I'm like, they're begging for someone to hear them. Like, I can promise you they are. Finally, when we were ready to pitch it to Netflix, they were just behind us 100%. And they wrote the check and said, go, like, go make the wow. story. So during that process, we had tons of parents consulting, survivors of suicide consulting. We had kindness animals on there. Our talent had therapists. Like it was a huge process to make it not medicinal. And so it's like, how can we create something that we're not talking down to the audience? We're talking with the audience and that they can understand. And then the reason why me and Selena did press together for it is because we wanted parents and kids to watch it together. So if they seen a mother and a daughter did it together, that maybe they will watch it together. I wanted to ask you about being such a fervent advocate for national organ donation and Mm -hmm. what you're working on with Congress as far as reform. You had this experience firsthand with Selena needing a kidney transplant and, you know, her friend uh, Francia being there for her. And so this really hit close to home. I can't imagine when you have a child that needs that time to save their life. Yeah, well, one of um, the main things that we're going for is the actual companies that are OPOs that are the ones who go and pick up the organs and they put them out into the world and give them to the people who need them. They are not government regulated. So therefore, they're not obligated to follow any proper federal governmental protocols. So the underserved communities are the ones that are staying on these lists of like 5,000. Also, there's no education in those communities of what it means. And so it's like restructuring the way that the government, which we did pass, we passed with Trump, where OPOs had to follow with the federal regulations. And then um, when Biden came in, he's redoing everything. So we just had to redo everything. But it's it's such a bipartisan issue because not only Republicans have kidneys, it's like we all do. <laughs> we all do. So, yeah, we all need functioning organs. It's a human issue. It's not it's not a party issue. So we're just kind of waiting for ours to pass through again and him to sign it. He's very supportive of it. That's kind of how I participate. I do OPEDs and I, and I kind of work with them when they need to get voices out and then make statements in front of Congress. And there's so many amazing people that do way more than I do. 
but I, I just couldn't, Im- couldn't imagine losing Selena. We were just lucky that someone, you know, cause me being adopted and also having, I have Hashimoto's, so I have an autoimmune, so I can't give her an organ. My husband's her stepfather and wasn't a match. So it was scary. So we were the lucky ones. Otherwise, there's like a list of 8,000 here in LA. Nobody's being held accountable for, you know, actually utilizing these and, you know, actually selling them to the highest bidder. So that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Tell us about a mom sense moment you had. When I was pregnant with Selena, my water started leaking. To me, this just stuck out to me because it's like, that's how quickly I feel like the instinct begins is like when you are pregnant, you already have it. And I was 16 and I kept telling the doctors like my water's leaking. He's like, no, the baby's on your bladder. And I'm like, no, there's something wrong. And I kept fighting, fighting. And because I was a teenager, he wouldn't listen to me. So I went to another doctor to induce my labor. I just went into the hospital and I did all this like as a 16 year old, like nobody was with me. And I just went into the hospital. I was like, my water is leaking. You need to induce the labor. And I was leaking and it set up an infections in me and Selena. It, she had pneumonia, a bladder infection, all these infections. So we didn't even get to see each other for the first seven days, but it had been leaking for like 48 hours. But I think that that just shows you how powerful that instinct is because even at 16, it just comes to you, you know, it just, the the protection and the need to protect. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? Yes. um, It's from Rocky six. Uh, It's, it's, it says, um, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get hit and fight back or no, how hard you can get hit and keep going. That's it is. Yes. That's so appropriate. And I think it's something we can all apply to. It's now time for mom hall when we share products we love. Is there anything that you're using right now that you want to share with the listeners that it's like oh yeah (laughs) I have I actually have it right here in my desk it is it's the most amazing thing by dry bar Uh it's a flat iron that you brush your hair and it flattens it as it goes I have the thickest hair and my hair gets done in like five minutes so for any mother who has that curly hair just wants to flatten you're just brushing your hair and it's getting flat so it's my favorite thing right now I love it. Yeah. And then it's not like as intense as like using a Yeah. You're not just sitting there doing the flat art. It's just like, you're just brushing your hair and it gets done. Amazing. Nice attack. Thank you. And then lastly, where can, you know, my listeners find you and your work with Wondermind and everything that you're doing? On Instagram, uh, mine's just Mandy Teefy. And for Wondermind, it's official Wondermind. And um, we have wondermind.com. And then all of our other wonder minds, I will have to get to you because yes. they're not all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're waiting with bated breath for all of that to release. Yes. We're so, so excited for you. Yes. And thank you for 
being a pioneer in this space, we need you more than anything. And the fact that you've really done this in such an intentional way, again, just this powerful mom and daughter duo is amazing. So thank you, Mandy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed my heartfelt conversation with Mandy Teefee. I wanted to share some motherhood quotes that come to mind because if any of you have seen what Mandy has created, as well as the success that her daughter Selena Gomez has gone on to see, it's no wonder that she was the product of Mandy. One is, a mother is your first friend, your best friend, your forever friend. And My mother was my role model before I even know what that word was. That was by Lisa Leslie. And Maya Angelou says, to describe my mother would be to write about a hurricane in its perfect power. Just some food for thought as you're coming off listening to this episode that was really, really special and close to my heart. I hope you got some great takeaways from Mandy. If you haven't already, watch her critically acclaimed series, 13 Reasons Why, on Netflix, and sign up for the Wondermind newsletter at wondermind.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review that Total Mom Sense podcast. It helps a lot. You can visit my link, that's totalmomsense.com backslash iTunes to do so. You can watch video highlights on YouTube and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Ruckus Avenue Radio live on Thursdays at 4 p.m. and wherever podcasts are available. If you are seeking mental health and postpartum support, email me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com and my team and I will provide resources to help you navigate. We're family and we are here for you. Follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadagupta and you'll find the latest updates on what I'm up to as well as about all my distinguished guests. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you soon. That's total mom sense.